Hey, what's going on, everybody? Oh, I was hoping this entire show could just be the open. I was waiting to sit here for the next hour. Yeah. All right, <laughs> next, doctor. Yes. <laughs> on it. Oh, man. Yeah, it was uh, any, anything we do was better than this one. So how about this one? Go, birds. the piped-in noise in Chicago tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Legion of Raw. Vince Russo, how are you? Oh! Time out! Time out! Time out! Joey! Time out! Joey! I've got to ask a legitimate question, Dr. Chris. Okay. This is a totally legitimate question. Mm-hmm. Okay, bro, from the opening segment when we've got Bobby Lashley and Goldberg, from yeah. the opening segment, this entire crowd is dead. Yes. So he, here's my question, Chris, and this is – I am dead serious. From the get-go, this crowd is dead. Yes. Why are these people going to the show? Uh, like well, I'm, I'm being dead serious. Why are you going to this show if, from the opening pyro, you are going to be bored out of your minds? Like I don't. Why are you going to this show, bro? I to me, I, I'm kind of thinking of if if my baseball team is 60 wins and 100 losses, yeah. and I'm going to the last two games of the season. Why why are you people going if you look so bored, bro? S serious think, question, Chris. I, I really think that they were expecting more heading into SummerSlam. Uh, you know, they the first time in Chicago for a while, I think they just wanted that crowd reaction to see if they can sink their teeth into anything. And you know what, Vince? That is a big surprise. Because Chicago is one of the smarkiest crowds 
in the country. It's Chicago, Boston, New York. Those are three of the biggest, like, smarkiest crowds. They usually cheer for the heels, and they're, like, really, like, intense when it comes to, like, fandom. And I, I was listening, I was looking at Raw throughout the night, and I said, anything triggers Chicago crowd. Anything. If you can't trigger a Chicago crowd, you've got some serious, serious problems because, like, Chicago makes stuff. They, they, they trigger anything, triggers Chicago crowd. And I'm like, man, like, it, it handing the SummerSlam, if this is what we're getting from the lack of enthusiasm from one of the smarkiest crowds in the country. We've got a big problem, Vince. Well, bro, we got a couple of things here, Chris. First of all, like, bro, tell me if I'm uh, exaggerating. I there were there were four people in the front row standing up the whole night. Yeah, the, right. Am I right or like that? Because I kept looking like you. I kept looking to see if these people were into it at all. And, Chris, you know, this is really like, bro, at at what point do we stop this? Bro, at what point do we stop the punk chants? Like, like, like really, bro, bro, how long has it been? Seven years? Seven and a half years. Bro, come on, man. When the Pirates traded Barry Bonds to the (laughs) Giants, people weren't chanting Barry Bonds. uh, Guys, can, can we stop? Yeah, we stop. Uh, yeah, and and the and the, here's the craziest thing about that is that uh, we, you would get the CM Punk chance for years, and then eventually, like a couple, probably about a year and a half ago, <clears throat> people like when they would be in Chicago, they would start doing CM Punk chants, and they would start people start booing them, <laughs> and I thought that was funny i was like finally you boo these cm punk fans bro and then here's the crazy and here's the crazy part uh about that is that punk is allegedly going to AEW, so cm punk chance in the wwe doesn't mean anything because he's not going to be in the wwe rumored you know and so uh you know i'm not i'm not quite sure about why that happens it's just you know people are obsessed with cm punk so uh he's a chicago guy well, we'll start with uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley cutting an in-ring promo. Uh, definitely piped in chance here. Uh, clearly piped in chance, uh, especially the Goldberg chance that caused MVP. And here's what made it even worse, Vince. I wonder if the uh, chance were piped in, and that was kind of nudging people to kind of play into what was piped in, and. MVP stopped with the Goldberg chance. And, and again, you know, I'm a Goldberg mark. I don't have any issue with Goldberg coming back. You know, I mean, I, I, I've said this before. I'm a big Goldberg fan. There, there's some, you know, there's some issues that I had with Goldberg continuing to come back and lose. I do have an issue with that. Go check out the writing with Russo that Vince and I had about Goldberg. But clearly they were piped in. MVP stops. You know, and, and and people were booing Goldberg. All of a sudden, they were cheering him. I'm like, that is not Goldberg's problem that you have booked him in a way that makes him boo. That is not well, Goldberg's I, problem whatsoever. Chris, I was just going to say this. And, bro, I'm going to point out so many instances in this show. Bro, I'm telling you, I'm watching this show, and I'm really feeling bad for the talent. Yeah. I really am, bro. Yeah. 
because they're they're going out there and and the the fans aren't into it and the, you know there 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 are no chants there are no boos there's no, nothing. nothing and these guys including Goldberg including Lash including all of them bro I mean they're going out there and they're trying to perform like bro it was really noticeable You're and right. I really felt bad for her like during Charlotte's promo yeah it was almost like she was fighting the crowd because they just didn't care. Yeah. And it's like, uh, bro, I, you can't put the talent in that situation, bro. Agreed. It, it's, I, I feel so, because, bro, that's the worst feeling in the world. When you go out there and they're not responding to you. And like you said, Chris, it's not their fault. No, it's not. It's, it's not the talent's fault. And it's just a bad booking. And Goberk comes out and cuts a promo and again as much as i'm a goberg fan i was listening to this promo and i said this this is clearly written this is this is 100 scripted and he was trying to remember his lines and just you know doing the the, the howls and the and the grunts but it, it was still like he was talking too much like like this when i was when i see that i, I was like why are y'all having Goldberg talk so much? Yeah, this is not Goldberg, and it's like it makes it even worse to me. But at the end of all this, Vince, I said in my head, it is clear that the WWE is watching writing with Russo because we call this we booked the Goldberg angle with the sun gauge as a part of it to get the baby face cheers. And that's exactly what happened. Gage gets a face off with Lashley. Lashley goes in the ring. MVP taunts. Goldberg comes out. And guess what? Goldberg spears MVP. He gets a little pop. And I'm like, see, this is clear that WWE watches our shows, man. Bro, they watch our show, but, you know, this is a family show, so I'll clean this up. They do everything but backwards. Yeah. Let Lashley get heat on the kid. Exactly. Let Lashley do something to the kid. What what they did here, like, nobody cares. Right. Like, MVP's cutting a promo. We don't care about MVP. Yeah. You're cutting a promo on the kid. Okay, so... And then here comes Goldberg, and of course Goldberg spears you. That's not drama, bro. Nothing, nothing happened there. Nothing. It was a big bag of nothing, bro. Yeah, uh, and go and Gage is—he's uh, like fifteen or sixteen now, or something like that. Like he was—I think he was like ten or eleven when Goldberg came back in sixteen. So that was uh, almost five years ago. Like yeah, he's about fifteen or so now. So he's. I saw some uh, videos of him working out with uh, with Bill. He's he's a pretty solid dude, man. Good looking kid. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, he can take a bump, man. I'll be, you know, so, uh, oh, you well, know, have a, have a, a, a slap in the face. What about the old pie face? Something, yeah, something, something bro. Exactly. I agree, hundred percent. And and you know, I'd imagine Goldberg would be okay with that. You know, to to uh, to cause some type of because Goldberg. I don't even I don't know where this went. Maybe maybe the money's so good, but for a long time Goldberg was and you work with Goldberg. 
Goldberg was really big on protecting his character. And it just really seems like that's kind of been tossed out, you know, uh, out to the trash can now, man. It doesn't seem like Goldberg is really paying attention as much as protecting his character as he did before with all the losses coming and this angle. What's happened, bro? bro I, I think I think there's a time. I think there comes a time, bro, when the talent just throw the, throws their hands up in the air. Okay. I, I really do, bro. I believe there comes. I believe, bro, you don't like the creative. You talk about it a first time. You talk about it a second time. You talk about it a third time. You know it's not going to change. Yeah. So at that point, all right, bro, you're paying me how much? Okay, I'll do whatever you want. I mean, really, bro, that's 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 really what happens. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it really, it really seems like it. It's just like, okay, come on. And, and you lose so much. Like, Goldberg has been very open about his first run in WWE he was not invested in the business at all, you know, and for a long time, even in WCW, it was just a, uh, it was just a check for him. He was just working there to, to, to clock in, clock out, wasn't really invested, was very bitter, you know, and then his, his run when he came back to the WWE, his second run in 2016, he said that was the first time that he actually was invested and actually felt something that was actually excited during his uh, run with, with uh, Lesnar. And it seems like, like it seems like Goldberg is not the one that you want to get on the side of, I don't care anymore. Cause that was his problem for most of his career. Yeah. And now it seems like you're at a point now where he's just clocking in and clocking. There's nothing to sink his teeth in here from yeah. like the all the times that he's came back yeah so that's it's it's sad so yeah. well what's not sad ladies and gentlemen is that uh we have a special correspondent uh we're going to give him some time to, to rock and roll uh we've got kevin kellum who uh is, we're going to bring on the line here we're going to bring live he uh actually was in raw in chicago is this shanky, is this, shanky? Uh, this ladies and gentlemen i'm he, he's here He's he's here. Shanky is here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so without further ado, let's bring on Kevin Callum, and uh, we're going to give him some time to uh, let us know what happened at Raw. Uh, before I bring him on, a couple of questions: uh, Was there any piped-in noises? What was Goldberg's uh, true reaction? There's a couple of things I want to know, and uh, what was the reaction to uh, Drew McIntyre, and why Kevin Callum was the crowd? So flat, my man. Let, let us know. Okay, Kevin, are you there? It's a black screen. Come on, Kevin. Shanky, cranky. Looks like you're on. All right, Kevin, let us know when you well, can say we could do what uh, Glenn Gilberti wanted to do many years ago. We could say we have the invisible man. There you go. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the invisible man. <laughs> All right. He'll be, he'll be back on. Uh, I don't know uh, what's going on with the connection, but uh, he is live uh, in, in, in Chicago. So uh, letting us know what happened. But uh, as he fixes that, 
uh let's go with uh let's let's go next what what happened next drew mcintyre janky cranky drew McIntyre. yeah drew mcintyre versus veer and shanky a handicap match ladies and gentlemen not only is this too good for television to have you know another singles match we want to one-up you we want we want to give the fans what they want vince russo we want to have a handicap match not only that vince not only that we're going to bring out Angela, the, the sword. is has a name now. He doesn't do this. He, he's not, he didn't even do the sword gimmick. He didn't do the Excalibur gimmick. He actually brought, brings the sword out and gives her a name. Because they got to sell it. This, I'm, I'm telling you, bro, this is all about the merch at the merch stand, bro. That's, That's what this is all about. It is. It is. And once again, if all the other times that we've talked about friends bailing out okay so this week he brings out clay uh, uh angela the, the 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 excalibur sword hits gender's chair gender says oh wait wait a minute i, I think I, I think that's enough for me i think i'm a bail out then uh veer does the whole uh just kicks hits Kits him. He doesn't even deserve the sword. And so seven foot Shanky is backtracking and saying, Oh no, 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 no. And bells out. And once again, Shanky has the worst friends because not only did he take 30 some odd chair shots last week, but the same friends who allowed him to take those chair shots, what did they do, Vince? They bailed out on him again, and they ran back up to the ramp. He has the two lamest friends in the whole world. And then, bro, I got to ask you this, Chris, because, again, bro, what was the point of the running away piece of business at the end? What, what was What was – I don't know. What was the point of that? Uh, really bad heat. Uh, a really bad attempt to get heat. Oh, so, God, bro. God. Really, really, really bad uh, attempt to get heat. So, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, next we have, uh, uh, let's see. You know, bro, that sword is like a real issue because, bro, you could think about, okay, uh, Damien. Okay, Jake Snake could bite you. Okay. Yes. Hacksaw Jim Duggan was hitting you with a two by four. Okay. Yeah. He's hitting you with a two. Bro, the problem with the sword is is Drew going to kill somebody with the sword? Yes. Yes. This is not a two by four. This, this is a sword. Yeah. You use the sword to, it's like somebody going to the ring with a gun. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna impale people. That's what I, I, that's what I'm saying, bro. That's why, like, I. It, it, but but serious, Chris, is that what yeah. they want us to believe? Yeah, yeah. He's he's gonna grab swords and he's just gonna start impaling people. It starts. You know, at least at least at least Triple H does the whole uh, hand over the sledgehammer gimmick. You know what I mean? Right, you you know, can't just put your hand over the, the sword and do it that way. So he, he's kidding. You can't even you can't even gimmick it. You can't even gimmick it, Vince. <laughs> I'm just gonna go and impale people. I'm just gonna here. Here we go. Here comes your gut right here. Boom! Let's go to the ramp. <laughs> oh God, bro. So so he's gonna gimmick. He's he's gonna start 
having to hit people with the handle of the sword. He's going to put his hand over the handle of the sword and start hitting the the other way because you can't you can't gimmick it. So we shall see. This this clearly feels like filler, and uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, I will say this. You know, at least they're at least they're doing. Uh, at least Drew got a positive reaction from the Chicago crowd because it has been months and months of them booking him the way that they're booking him, and. A lot of people were afraid that he were going. He was going to get booze, and when they came back to fans in Houston, he actually was getting booed. So, thankfully for someone like Gender, that at least they're doing something to cause Drew to get those uh, baby face pops. So, I'll give him that. I'll put him over for that. I, I think we got him. I think we got our boy Kevin Kellum. How are you tonight, my man? Oh. Uh, signal went out once again. He he, he texted and said that there he is. here we go. There we go. Kevin, hey. can you hear me, going, guys? Man? Yes, we can. I'm good, can. man. Hi, Vince. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. First time informally. Sorry. Well, nice thank to you to the great you, people at Panda Express for their Wi Fi that works so well. So that, that helps. Uh, oh, wild nice. night at the Elston Arena in Chicago and Rosemont Horizon. You know, I think All you're right. familiar. Yeah, yeah. And, I think uh, you're familiar there, Vince. Oh, yeah. I've been there many times. Many, many times. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. What's what's uh, the live, uh, what's the live take? Uh, live take? I mean, a hot crowd. This is a legit sellout. They did uh, between uh, 11,000, 13,000 tonight. I've been to the Allstate Arena many, many times, Rosemont Horizon. I was in the paper, like, Friends of WWE sponsored section, and that was still very, very helpfully filled tonight. A lot of people stayed through the dark match main event, which was New Day versus Bobby Lashley and MVP. And New Day went over, send the fans home happy, right? Uh, a very, very hot crowd throughout the night. I know you guys uh, uh, will have your take about what was good and what was bad on the show. But uh, there are fans that are excited to see live wrestling and live entertainment well, again around the country. Out. I don't know if that's their time, time out. Time out. Yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on, Vince. Hold on, Vince. Wait, hold on, Vince. You get here we go. Time out, time out, time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. Bro, bro. Obviously, listen. No disrespect to you at all, but I, I have to believe you've never been part of a of a hot crowd. Bro, I was a witness to many, many, many hot crowds. Bro, did we lose him? I think so. I think Panda wasn't. Uh, there we go, Kevin. There you go. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin. I'm sorry about the signal, everybody. Uh, Kevin, I'm sorry, and yeah. I don't mean to disrespect you. I have sure. seen I have seen many many hot yeah. crowd. I don't know where these hot people were, but they certainly weren't on the TV shots because it looked oh, like no. where, where, where were the, where were these hot people? They they weren't on the what I was oh, seeing no. on my TV. Oh Vince, Vince, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just saying the crowd came to have a good time. I think I've seen better WWE shows here in Chicago than this one. No, but uh, I think there were some things said, that they loved. But there's you, there there was But you said yeah, go hot, ahead, go ahead, man. You said hot crowd. Bro, we did they not came in hot. We didn't they see didn't come, they didn't leave hot. Bro, we did not see a hot crowd on TV. Not on TV. No. At all, bro. At all. Uh, no, no, Vince. I'm sorry with the internet connection. I didn't 
get to finish my thought properly. I think this crowd came in hot. I think they came away a little. I wouldn't. I don't want to say underwhelmed, but like less than they were expecting for sure. This show. This is the only show leading up to SummerSlam that didn't have John Cena on it. I think there were a lot of casual WWE fans that wanted a John Cena appearance, even though he wasn't advertised. There was no Randy Orton on this show. There was no Jeff Hardy on this show. There's no Becky Lynch on the show, and fans want those things too. And you, you, I heard it in the crowd. Uh, I've seen a better WWE show than this. It isn't the worst WWE show ever. I've been to pay-per-views that were worse than this one. Uh, they love the main event. They absolutely love the main event. Charlotte Flair knows how to work a crowd and and got, got a great reaction from them. The dark match main event with, uh, as I mentioned, New Day and Lashley and MVP was pretty cool. Uh, but there was a lot on the show that was kind of like dragging. The three-hour format of Monday Night Raw, I think, is doesn't work for a live crowd. There's so many like come down moments. Yeah. Uh, but I will say WWE tried during the commercial breaks to make the crowd to kind of pop and work up the crowd and put the camera in the crowd and do some things that I haven't seen them do in a couple of years. So I like that, but there was a lot, there was a lot to be, uh, to, to be determined. And I was, I was kind of, I wouldn't, I would say I was underwhelmed. I was hoping for a hotter show. I was just going to follow up with you on that. I didn't think it was the worst show I've ever seen by far. It was not, not the worst, but, Definitely not the best. Right in the middle. What was the reaction to Goldberg live? Goldberg, those were legit chants. I know a lot of people think that those chants are chimed in. I can tell you those those chants were legit. Goldberg was over in Chicago. Uh, as much as people think this is a diehard wrestling town, there's a lot of casual wrestling fans that come out here that want to see a big-name superstar, and they got one. Uh, they did react to the idea of Goldberg's son being interjected into the storyline as well. Uh, and uh, and people pop for that. Uh, they didn't get to see the spear in the ring, so the the reaction to that was kind of muted. That was in the aisle way, so uh, only about half the crowd actually got to see that. Uh, issue tonight at the Allstate Arena, there were a lot of fans dealing with concession issues. They had maybe maybe four to five thousand fans at different stands in and around the stadium. I don't know if they were understaffed tonight, but there were some issues inside the Allstate Arena. I don't know if that kept people from being in the crowd, but. Legit sellout. I think some people left uh, wanting a little bit more than they got uh, in in Chicago, which you know, Vince, is a great town for WWE and pro wrestling in general. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Callum, let them know where to find you, my man. You uh, you are your face is on SK wrestling all the time, man. Where can they find you? All right. I, I apologize for the uh, the signal issues. I'm going to leave the people at Panda Express alone and let you guys get back to it. Thank you so much, and thanks for your patience. Thank you, Russo. See you, bro. See thanks, you, bro. Man. See you, guys. Care, man. Have a good one. Wait, I'll, I'll give you a bouncy. I'll give you a bouncy. Ah, you get a bouncy. very nice. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> See you, man. <laughs> all right. Vince Russo. Oh, all right. <laughs> what is this number? How about... Time out! Time out! Joey! Time out! Joey! Bro, listen to me. I know Kevin. Kevin's good people. I will never, ever disrespect Kevin. But I have to really ask myself. I'm I'm dead serious, and I'll tell you why, Chris. I got to seriously ask myself, has 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 Kevin ever been to a show where there's been a hot crowd? Bro, I don't know what he was talking about. And Chris, here, here's what I'm going to say, because this this stood out like a sore thumb. Guys, go to the very end of the show where Nikki went into the crowd. Yeah. Bro, remember, if Austin would go in the crowd, bro, nothing. There was, there was two guys with masks that got up. Ugh! 
yeah, you, you. Yeah. That I was looking. I was looking specifically for crowd response. I don't know. I don't know where this hot crowd was that he was talking. We, bro, maybe it was in the upper deck, Chris. Maybe yeah. we. I mean, Chris, did you see it on TV? I didn't. I, I didn't. I, I, you know, and and the thing is, you know, I'll, I'll give him credit. He was there, so I'll give him credit to say that the Goldberg chance were legit. But look, the production team were terrible at showing the people who were chanting Goldberg because I was hearing boo, and then I was hearing Goldberg, and I was hearing boo, and I was hearing Bro, Goldberg. I, I was feeling sorry for the dude. So yeah, I don't know, I, I, man, I'm, I'm just, I don't know what, there's a big disconnect from what he witnessed there and we saw at home, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, if, if he was, you know, he was there. So if he was, you know, he, either, either he was, either he's putting the crowd over more than they should be. <laughs> or Chris, the I got to tell you something, Chris, I'm going to make the perfect scenario for you. And I use baseball way too much, but I always go to your Buckeyes. So we even the score. Absolutely. Chris, you know this as a sports story. The Blue Jays just went home. They they had not been in in Toronto since uh, September of 2019. Yeah, they played all their games, uh, you know, on the East Coast because of COVID and all that. They finally went back, bro. I watched the games. That was a hot crowd, and bro, it's very similar. Because these are wrestling fans going back to wrestling for the first time. Very similar. Bro, those Blue Jay fans were out of their minds. And, bro, that's Canada. Yeah. That's Canada. That's not New York. That's not. Yeah. That's Canada. So yeah. that's why, like, I saw that over the weekend. And then I'm seeing this tonight. I'm like, bro, no, that's not a hot crowd, bro. Yeah, and again, I mean, I, I've seen many many chicago events mm -hmm. i've seen it i've seen a hot chicago crowd again chicago is one of the smarkiest crowds in all of professional wrestling they are a clear easy in the top five chicago boston new york those are the three cities that has amongst the hottest crowds they'll any they'll pop for anything they'll make it their own they'll take over they've done it so many times in chicago and to not have that based on what they're being offered tonight goes to show that it's not a crowd issue in my opinion they're just not being entertained you know what i mean like if you already have a crowd ready and and, and right right and ready ready made to be entertained and and they still don't get a viewer reaction that's a really big issue Bro, can I give you a little inside information yeah, here? Uh, my buddy, Billy Body, I always got to put Billy over. Bro, Billy said months ago, month, not, not months ago, a month ago, do you know this is the only show leading up to SummerSlam that Cena isn't on? And Billy said the reason for that was, bro, early on, they thought they were going to sign CM Punk. They thought they had a deal with CM Punk, and this was Chicago. This was supposed to be his show. That's why they didn't book Cena on this show. Wow. And according to Billy, like, the creative really fell apart. Like, mm -hmm. CM Punk was not happy with what he was hearing, 
and it fell apart. But supposedly that's why Cena was not booked on this show. Mm. <clears throat> wow. But they've uh, AW's got a, a show uh, coming up in, in Chicago that's uh, – we might see a CM Punk sighting there, so we, we shall see. Yeah. I think that you know what, Vince, that could be one of the reasons why they were so dry, because they probably were like waiting, <clears throat> not really waiting, because I would say a lot of these fans are they they know the the sheets and all that, you know, they're 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 dirt sheet readers and stuff, so they they're I would say a lot of them are aware that CM Punk's not signed. But there's some, you know, that's that's a casual crowd that's True. looking for CM Punk, and they're they're probably just kind of, you know, with bated breath, just waiting every segment, like waiting for like quarter personality to, to hit and CM Punk to come out, and they're just like, no, okay, no, we got Reggie, no, we okay, uh, we got this superhero gimmick, no, wait, where's CM Punk at? You know, <laughs> like just they're just waiting segment by segment, and that probably took the air off uh, out of them just waiting for that and the other ones who know the CM Punk's not going to be there those are the pocketed fans that were probably you know cheering yeah. regardless so, so yeah. it wasn't a lot of entertainment uh clearly um and again he was there and so I'll give him credit for that I I, I feel bad about that because I don't mean to um yeah I'm not taking you know shots at Kevin or anything like that I'm really really not but I, I'm just I'm just going by what I saw on my TV yeah, I, yeah, what was going cool. on in the upper deck I, I don't know but yeah. on my TV like bro come on yeah and, and you know from the television standpoint they have better panoramic views than being and I mean I've been to hundreds of yeah. shows yeah and so I, you know, I can only see my area what's around me and you know i can't really see what's on the other end of the arena yeah you know and so my thing is <clears throat> from what they showed from a production standpoint the shot that they showed in the front it wasn't a lot of interaction there for sure oh, that's what, yeah. that's and bro what just listen anybody 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 can go back to the WWE Network, Nitro, Goldberg, yeah. Circa, 1997. You'll see a hot crowd. Yeah. I promise you, bro. You could put that crowd up to this one, and you will see a significant difference. Hogan, Goldberg, Atlanta, July of 98. That was a hot crowd when Goldberg won the uh, the world the world title. That was a hot crowd, ladies and yep. gentlemen. Yep. All right. Uh, let me get into uh, – Rhea Ripley defeating Nia Jax. Uh, <clears throat> so I kept rewinding this and kept, and I was wondering when Nia got the really bad cut spot. And it seems like there was the spot where they did kind of like the revert, like like Nia tried to hit Rhea, like caught the arm, did a reverse, and and came around, and then she grabbed the arm and was doing kind of like club shots. And the first one, it seemed like she like legit hit her because you know she has like stones and all types of spikes. That's, and that's what it was. This game, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So Mike got, was the Mike Sharp, bro. Yeah, it was the right. It was the <laughs> it was it was the Iron Mike Sharp. Iron Mike uh, Sharp didn't have rhinestones in his right, game, bro. You know, <laughs> yeah. So it seemed you know, like it was when, the when you game. when you talk to any old school wrestler, like. Bro, I don't know. Like she's got, I don't know if she's got the ring in the nose or whatever, but any old school wrestler would tell you, you know what? If a wrestler came into the ring with that, 
the first thing you would do is put your finger in it and yank yeah, it right yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that don't count anymore. But yeah. yeah, she opened her up. But bro, this 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 was my big note on this one, bro. Okay, bro, it's a terrible, terrible. Ter this is an indie finish. It looked like an indie finish. Terrible. Yeah. But bro, that's not even the problem because it's a live show. There's gonna be miscues. Bro, why are you replaying something where the original looked horrible? Why why are you replaying that when it was terrible? Yeah, yeah. And I I I've got a bone to pick with the 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 uh the fans. <clears throat> the Undertaker is 56 years old. Right? I think he was born in 1965 if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Goldberg was born a year, about a year and a half later, and do we get older Taker uh, chance? Oh, they're saying Oldberg. Yeah, yeah. See that, bro? That that stuff. It, it, it's it's only wrestling fans, bro. Yeah. Like no, no, no one else carries on like that. No, yeah, bro. I, no, I don't understand it. Uh, you get old. People keep saying Oldberg, Oldberg. It's Oldberg. And but the Undertaker comes out and he's 56. Oh, that's the Undertaker. You know, you know what it is too, bro. Like, like here's the bro. I I I can't I can't be around these wrestling fans anymore. <laughs> bro, you know it, bro, you know music. Mm -hmm. You go to you're going to see Willie Nelson. Bro, you're going to see Willie Nelson because this man is an icon. And just to be able to say, you know what, I was in the same building as Willie Nelson. Bro, we're not we're not chanting Willie's old. <laughs> right. I mean, Willie's old. I, mean, I don't know what is wrong with these people, bro. It's like they've got no manners, no. Yeah. Standards. I mean, I, bro, I can't tell you how many how many artists I've seen beyond their peak. Oh yeah, they, as a respect thing, you know what you're gonna get when you see, bro. If you go see Bob Dylan today, you know what you're getting. You're going to see the guy. You're not, you're not mock. You're not going there and mocking him. There was a uh, <clears throat> there was a Phil Collins uh, concert that he had like a couple years ago. And he was performing Sue Studio, right? He sat down the whole time. <laughs> He's like, look, I'm tired, okay? Like, and like, you know, he, every time he would perform Sue Studio back in the 80s, late 80s and 90s for MTV Awards and all that, yeah, he's all he's all over the place. He's all over the stage. Right. You know, he's, he's, he's going in. And then a couple of years ago, he's just like, oh, I don't care. And I'm just gonna sit down. But everybody was still into it. You know I'm what I mean? Saying, bro, like you go, like you you did your disrespect. These are wrestling fans yep. that are disrespecting a person that really, 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 really had a lot to do during the most successful time in the business. And you're 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 taunting this guy. Yeah. It's, it, bro, it's unbelievable to me. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. It's not. It's what, what did he come to the dance for? You know what I mean? And I, you know, I know that uh, uh, Collins has uh, uh, health issues, but my point of the matter is, people aren't sitting there like complaining 
about the fact that, oh, man, Phil Collins, he's old out there performing Sue Studio. He's got spinal issues because he's so old. You know what I mean? Like, they they come for a reason. They they come because they're enjoying a, a concert, and they know that his condition. With Goldberg, they know that he's 55. They know that he basically came to the dance the way that he is right now is the way that he got over. He got into the Hall of Fame not by having catches, catch can matches against uh, uh, Bret Hart and Kurt Hennig. And you know what I mean? Like, he, that, that's not what brought Goldberg to the dance. He got over because he was just a, a, a cyborg in there. He just came in, you know, he didn't get paid by the hours, as uh, Dusty Rhodes would say, baby. You know, and, and that's, that's who Goldberg was. Why in the world? And people say, "Well, he couldn't. He couldn't wrestle." Vince, when did Goldberg ever wrestle? When they were chanting Goldberg, were they chanting Goldberg because he was wrestling? Because he was doing a Hurricane Rana, and he was doing some a whole bunch of uh, technical moves. No, he wasn't getting chant. He wasn't getting chanted for that. He was getting chanted because he was a, a, a machine out there. And it's like, okay, so are you expecting like Stone Cold Steve Austin to come out and start doing like uh, flying scissors kicks and uh, a bunch of just technical moves? No, he comes out, he he, he uh, stomps a mole hole on you, walk you dry, he pummels you, he stuns you, and he leaves. But people don't come out and say, oh man, oh man, oh no. There's a glass shattering again. Austin's so old. I'm done. I'm out of here. Where's the where's where's the exit? It, it's like it's cognitive. I'm not the ghost doctor, Chris, on a psychology here. It is cognitive dissonance at its finest. People try to make their own versions of stuff that doesn't make sense. It does, and then they try to give all types of inconsistencies. Bro, you, you hear Oldberg and then you hear Goldberg. Then you hear Oldberg, then you hear Goldberg. Bro, you see, this is all going back to the very root of it in, you know, 1997, you know, with the dirt sheet writers that Goldberg wasn't a good worker. That's what it goes all the yeah. way back to, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it goes back to. That that's why Taker doesn't get that because right. they consider Taker a good worker. Yeah. Oh, how dare Goldberg? You know, bro, he wasn't a good work. Ah, bro, I bro, come on, I can't. The most popular name of all time is Hulk Hogan. Okay, was Hulk Hogan ever known as a good worker? Never, bro. No, but Hogan is sixty. What six close to sixty five years old? He still comes out uh, outside of Mania, where he actually got booed when he was next to Titus O'Neil. That was a great move by the WWE <laughs> <laughs> to have him right next to Titus O'Neil. <laughs> oh, Hogan is uh, sixty seven years old. He'll be sixty eight wow. in a few in a few wow. uh, weeks. Well, can you imagine what Hogan's going to be seventy soon? Yeah, three more years to be 70 years wow. old, man. <laughs> so it, it's like it's ageism at its finest, man. It's like, okay, so if you if you if you get a hair past 42, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, bro. You're too old for the business. I yeah, get what well, bro. I, I get that all the time. How irrelevant I am, and you know, wow. oh god, bro, I get that every every single day. Yeah. But Sting, he's my all-time favorite. I'm gonna put him over. Sting uh was born in 50. 59. So he's 50, what, 64 <laughs> years old. Yeah. 
<laughs> or 62, 62 years old. And people never talk about how Sting is old. You know what I mean? But you know why? Because he's a good worker, Vince. Yeah. And so if you can wrestle, you know, they don't care about characters anymore. If you can wrestle a match, I don't care if you're 80 years old. If you come out there, you're you're, you're good to go. Yeah. Well, that's it, man. That's it. <clears throat> Just nonsense to me. Uh, we get to, so real Ripley beats Nia Jax. We get some type of kind of breakup, you know, with, uh, Jax and, 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 uh, Baszler. Uh, I don't even know why they're even making this a thing. I mean, it's like, why is this? Why do, why do I care about the breakup? That's, that's the problem right there. All, all this stuff, we can go down the hole. We don't care about a breakup exactly. because we don't care about neither one of these two. Okay, bro. Let's go to the next breakup. Let's go to Muhammad Ali there and Mantar. Yeah. Okay, bro. I don't care about what's going on between them because I don't care about either. You can go right down the list, bro. Yep. You have to care in order to care about some kind of a breakup or this guy being underhanded and screwing his part. We don't care. 100%. So it doesn't matter what you do. We don't care, bro. Yep. I agree 100%. I, I just... I didn't. I didn't care about this segment. I, I just really didn't. And Aria does a riptide on Nia Jax. Whoa, that's going to get her over. So you know. Oh, yet, bro, we'll remember. You and I will re sit here and remember. Shawn Michaels putting Marty Jannetty through the barbershop. Oh, 100%. Right, we'll yeah, now, why will we remember that and forget this by tomorrow morning? You you tell me. Because there was a story built behind it. It was Shawn kind of going underhanded. There was weeks of Shawn kind of going rogue. Is he going to do it? Okay, they're, they're back together. Barbershop happens. They raise the hand up. And then wham, that was 30 years ago, Vince. Yep. I mean, it's like, it was 30 years ago. So. Bro, 30 years ago, and you just laid out the entire segment. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you right now could not lay out that Nia Jax. Next week, I'll, no. Tomorrow, yeah. I'll forget about it. No, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't tell you, but I, I don't know. That's the problem <laughs> with all this, bro. We don't care. Yep. Uh-huh, 100%. Another thing we don't care about is the 50-50. Mason T-Bar, uh, they defeat Ali and Mansoor. They, they defeat Ali to in his hometown. He got the hometown pop, but, uh, yeah, they had him lose in his hometown. They won last week. They lose this week. Again, I say, Vince, why do I care? Why, why, why do I care about this 50-50? It's this 50-50 booking. And WWE, it's like one of the worst decisions that WWE has made over the past decade. Yep. There's nothing about all this 50-50 booking. There's no, there's nothing about characters that keep that causes people to get invested in them. That's like again, as you say, you know, I'm a huge Buckeyes fan. That's like Ohio State winning game one, losing game two, yeah. winning game three. Yeah. Losing game four, yeah. winning game five, losing game six. Yeah, I will be lo a lot less inclined to have my eyes and ears locked in the screen at twelve o'clock or three thirty, or night game seven or eight. I will probably catch it. I'll probably catch the score. I'll follow an ESPN. I will be a lot less like because the stakes are lower and lower and lower. 
college, this is the reason why I like college football so much is that one or two losses that ends the whole season. You're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And so, if the, and so if Ohio State's already got five losses in their belt. I'm less inclined to watch because this, there's no stakes. Chris, do you know currently? Currently, uh, the Braves are on a streak, bro. It's been like 16 games in a row. One one lost one one like 16 in a row bro they haven't put together two victories or two defeats and bro my son lives in atlanta and is a braves fan i talked to him today he was like dad i'm done like uh, bro if they if they can't string two wins together this is the same thing bro it's the same thing I mean, we see it with the ratings. I mean, people are losing interest. I mean, it's like the the numbers don't lie, Vince. We're, we we literally saw record low ratings this year in twenty eight years of WWE Raw. Record low ratings. I mean, if that's not a wake up call that people don't care of this 50 50 booking, they don't have characters to sink their, their teeth into, and then they're pulling on the legends well, like they do all the time, just like what they're doing with Edge, just like what they're doing with Goldberg, just like what they're doing with Cena. They're pulling on the legends well. Like your marquee matches, Vince, your three marquee matches on SummerSlam is Rain Cena. Lastly, Goldberg, Rollins, Edge. Three current stars against three legends. And so it's clear that you're pulling on the legends well when you see all these record low ratings because there's something about what you're doing that is insufficient to keep people in. So you're pulling from the legends well and say, okay, yeah, let's bring Edge in. Let's bring these people in for SummerSlam because SummerSlam's our second biggest preview of the year. We can't, there's no way we can do Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross because they lose back and forth every week. You know, <laughs> there's no way we can do that. So let's just do Cena versus uh, Reigns and Lassie versus Goldberg. So it, it's in, it's so inconsistent, Vince. You've got nothing. <laughs> I, I got, you know, I mean, bro, bro hold on. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go, man. You, We are making a record today. This must be the worst ever. Time out, ladies and gentlemen. Time out. Time out. Time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. Bro, Joey. <laughs> We got Becky Lynch. We got Becky Lynch coming back. Whoa! You know, look, yeah, bro, come on, come on, stop it, stop it, bro, stop it. We got Becky Lynch coming back, bro. That look, when Becky Lynch comes back, that'll pop more than two million ratings for the third time of the year. When by, right. Becky Lynch, it's gonna, it's gonna, we're gonna get back to sixes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get back to attitude or sixes. Speaking of sixes, I'm still trying to understand why Charlotte's throwing brooms in the ring. (laughs) I'm still befuddled by, wait a minute, she's – did did we just sweep the uh, Indians? Like, <laughs> why are we throw? Why are we throw? Bro, why would we throw brooms in? Yeah, the- it looks like she was trying to find. It seemed like she was trying to find that other cane, and I saw the Singapore cane in there, like. 
it seemed like she was looking for that and she couldn't find it real quick. So she just pulled the broom out and threw it in. There. Bro, I gotta say this really. I gotta say this, and I have it here in my notes. I have um she's talking about that she's been cast in on three times, she's throwing brooms and everything. Bro, she is trying so hard. And my note here is again with Kevin and his his fans going wild. My note right here is seems like fans just don't care. Yeah. And she's trying, bro. Yeah. Like she's working. She is trying. And I got right here. Seems like fans just don't care. Well, it's easy not to care about what they're doing with Charlotte because she really comes out, Vince, and she cuts the same type of heel promo every single week after week after week. And it's just like, why are y'all when when <clears throat> I, I, I got disengaged? Like when Charlotte got on the mic again this week, I I was doing stuff, I was doing other stuff. I, I, I even think I had her on mute for a second because I just didn't care. It's the same Charlotte promo. It's like it, it's every single week. Why are you continuing to do this over and over and over again? And so I don't blame this the Chicago crowd for that because yes, uh, Charlotte is trying. She can do the, she can only do what she can do. I mean, she's uh, she's handed this stuff. Okay, Charlotte, here we go. We got segment number eight. We got another promo for you. Okay, we got another promo this week. Uh, what am I doing, guys? Charlie, you know what you're doing. Yeah, bro, you got bro, it's like in, bro, in baseball, you would call a pitcher an innings eater. That's yeah. that's what she is. She is a minutes eater. Yeah, I, she they, is. They know put Charlotte out there. She she'll cut a 10-minute promo. She might say the same thing, yeah. but we can get a 10-minute promo out of it. Yeah. Very sad. <clears throat> Next, we have uh, Tamina and uh, well, Nikki uh, hits her in the back of the chair. Uh, so yeah, uh, Tamina defeats Dewdrop. We get another uh, uh, gimmick with that as far as uh, interruption, and it, it seems like Dewdrop is kind of siding a little bit with Eva now because of what happened. So it seems like for a second she was ready to leave the connection with Eva because she was being uh she was being downplayed so much you know but at the same time now it seems like she's siding with Eva because of what's going on this isn't a really good anti-bullying campaign that the person who's verbally abusing you and, and, and downplaying you and minimizing you for so long for weeks after weeks now you're like you know what I uh, I think you're I think you got a point there. I think I think you and I we're go, we're gonna we're gonna do this together. I, I just I just don't understand how they can book just her to just you know kind of al align herself with Eva. It seemed like they were trying to break away, but that's not the case anymore. And, and then, bro, like I'm looking at the tail end of this, and are we going into an Alexa Bliss Eva Marie match? Like, is that yeah. what going? Like, that's what it seems like. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie, ladies and gentlemen. I just okay. Uh, Miss TV, Damien Priest. Uh, Damien Priest defeats John Morrison. Just a bunch of uh, <clears throat> just a bunch of man. We <laughs> I'll be bro. I can't even say D A M N because you always tell me this is a kitty show. <laughs> this, I will be darned. If go. I'm gonna let you get past this next one. Oh man, what did I miss, Vince? I want as much as I wanted this show to end an hour ago. 
I'm trying to. I'm trying to end. Time out. Time out. Time out. Joey. Time out. Joey. 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 Call the time. Joey. Come on. Joey. This was the best moment of the night. What did I miss? Man? I'm now telling you through the eyes of a producer. This is the best. This was the best moment of the night. So, bro, they got a backstage segment with Riddle and Priest yeah. that we've seen Riddle cut now 400 times. Yeah. Okay, bro. But, bro, here's the beauty of it. It's the laziest promo in the world, Riddle and Priest. No business gets done. But, bro, did you notice in the background uh, a female wa- a worker walked in the background looking at her phone. Bro, that's their idea of a well. Bro, oh, hey, we're going to send somebody in the background so this looks like it's real. And they're holding the chick with the phone. Go, go, go. <laughs> that's exactly what they're doing in their eyes because a woman walks across in the back. Oh, bro, this is real. This is real, bro. There was another segment like that. I think it was on SmackDown, if I'm not mistaken. That was uh, it was right at it was right at Gorilla. Oh God! Bro. And uh, someone was cutting a pro right at Gorilla, yeah. right before the curtains. And there was somebody who came yes. from the curtains. Yeah, like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro, yeah, that, it's real. That it's okay. It's real now. <laughs> the Oh, bro, they, oh, it was horrible, they, man. They kill me. They kill me with this stuff, bro. Yeah, yeah. What, what production one on one, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, uh, I guess I guess that's what they got taught. Uh, taught we, in class this morning. Well, somebody asked a very legitimate question, I, and I, I and I could not answer when I was on my uh, social media. We have Miss TV with Damian Priest, um, and somebody actually asked the question as a shoot: Has there ever been a good Miss TV? Like can you can you reel one off the top of your head? Mm. I, I I mean, bro, every single one of these things is the same. And bro, yeah. what about bro? What about the riveting wiener joke uh, yeah. in the middle of this one, bro? Yeah, I I it's, oh, bro, it's the on. same thing over and over again. I just. Oh man! Bro. It's nothing that's causing interest, Vince. I mean, I I know that they they've got to know that this is this isn't interesting. It's just not. Who who are they? You know, what was this the ten o'clock hour at this point? I mean, like, come on! It's who who who's up for this? You know, like, do they expect like the 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 twelve year old to be up for the the ten year old, the eight year old to be up for this stuff? Bro, we get we say it every week, and we are in August, Monday Night Football, bro. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with having this a priest and Morrison, and then the tag match back yeah. to back yeah. when yeah. we're in the third quarter of the Steelers and the Bengals. Right. Good luck with that, bro. Back to back segments, and it drain so much of the time out of having priest versus morrison and then priest wins sheamus comes out and attacks priest oh ricochet makes the save where's teddy long when you need him we're going to change this to a tag team match player and that's what we got and then Morrison loses again (laughs) and and you don't care about Anybody involved in this? Not a single one of the four. Nobody. Not a single one. And Sheamus is the U.S. champion, Vince. He needs like 
He needs to have a contenders match next week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> bro, they hyped that at the end. They made a big deal out of the contenders <laughs> match at the end, man. That's you know, Vince. Again, I am convinced that WWE watches our stuff, man, because. No, no more overhyped contenders matches like over and over again. They 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 hyped it at the end, but it's like yeah, last week they had two in one night. I mean, like you you it was that was just overhaul. That was that was just too much. They didn't have any today though, so at least they took a break from the contenders match. No, the last one was a contenders match. It was a contenders match. Did it say it on the uh, on the graphic? They made it clear. They announced it. They announced it as a contenders match, bro. They made it huge. Oh yes, yes. Oh yes. man, I thought I was gonna get away with that, Vince. I yes. thought I was gonna get away with not seeing the contenders match. I, I skipped past the injuries. <laughs> I didn't see. I just I skipped yes. past the, yes. the yeah, yeah, because I thought of you right away. So they had the contenders graphic on there. Oh yeah. man. So <sighs> why? Well, I mean, Charlotte beat Charlotte beat Nikki. Last week in the contenders match, right? So why is this a contenders match? It was. I'm telling you, bro. They they hyped. A, they made a big announcement. Big announcement. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this is just horrible. Um, then we get uh, Omos defeating Riddle. I just, yeah, this this is. You have anything on this? I, I don't have anything. What, what, right? what, 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 why do you care? I don't. I don't care. I don't. I don't have any. I got nothing, man. Uh, then we get the Bliss segment. She's with Lily. She gets attacked by Dewdrop. So clearly, somehow they know they can. Why don't she just change locations, Vince? <laughs> like, why is the playground like you? Like you don't like you're vulnerable, okay? Like you know you're cutting the promo. You're not at any at any moment. You just can just get clobbered from the from the behind. And that's exactly what happened this week. Dewdrop just uh, attacks her from behind. She's now, she's like, oh, man, she's in so much pain. They get Lily. Lily stinks, uh, I guess, apparently, because Eva, she's talked about how much she smells. And then she and then she pulls the Undertaker gimmick. She she uh, she rises up. Lily. And you yeah. know what? I, how they were showing the camera, I said, I bet you she's going to do the Taker gimmick. And all of a sudden, they got to the front of her, and then, ooh, wow, she's raising up now. I I'm surprised, though, bro. I give them credit because I'm surprised they just didn't have a tech on the floor next to the puppet propping it up. I mean, let let's just do that at this point. Just have have a big, heavy set with his stomach hanging out on the floor, no, so nobody could see him. So he could just prop the doll. Come on, bro. Like, what what are we what are we doing here? Like, what, what's happening? Bro? I can see somebody trying to be like. Yeah. Away from the camera, just kind of down like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, oh. till, bro, wait, wait, till, wait till they start getting refunds at the merchandise booth because the kids are going to think Lily's alive. And yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, bro. They're going to put her on the floor like, come on, you got to rise up. What's going on here? What, what, what's going what's on here? Where's my money back? Yeah, uh, Keith Lee defeating Karrion Cross. Um, I had a I had a feeling when they when they did this match over again, and this is how bad the the booking is. When they did the rematch, I said Keith Lee's going over. It's clear. It, it's clear that this is how bad 50-50 is. 
that is clear that Keith Lee is going over. Why are they doing two matches in a row? Uh, he already beat Keith Lee last week. It is clear that Keith Lee is going over. So here's the thing. I heard that there's there's some rumors going around that they're going to have Karen Cross lose a series of matches and then Scarlett Bordeaux come back to yeah. kind of take him out of his sanity so he's like a caged animal now. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Yeah. <laughs> Ritz. You know what? Um so 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 oh, bro, don't, Bear, you, don't you remember all come on, bro. He's one of your favorites. How many matches did Savage lose before he signed Elizabeth? <laughs> come on, bro. Like what you got a short memory, man. Savage was losing every he lost, he lost the Hogan, he lost the Savage, he, he lost the Piper. That's why, that's why he got Liz, bro. Oh man, how could I? How how could I? How could I? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess I, I guess I missed on that one. I, I just, you know, the I don't understand why they have him undefeated on NXT, and then they put him onto the main roster as if, like, are they oblivious to the fact that WWE people watch NXT? I, I don't like. There's more. There's more people who watches. NXT that watches the main show, then watches the main show, but watches, but you know, but don't watch NXT. Like, you know, people, yeah. it's like a third of the people who watch NXT watches, you know, uh, 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 watch who watches the main brand watches NXT. So you're literally to two thirds of the, of the fans, you're making Karen Cross look like a complete nobody. I mean, you can't expect the people who watch NXT to come up and all of them come up and then, yeah, we're going to make this NXT champion who who's carrying the belt, by the way, lose two out of his three matches. Oh, well, that's going to put him over. Yeah, the girl's going to come in and all of a sudden he's going to be like, oh, man, what a terrible way to build, it, build this, this guy up. Bro, it's funny because this is, bro, th- th- we're getting into now rib territory. Yeah, this is a this is a, a Vince rib on Triple H, bro. Here's the biggest rib of the night. Now I know this is a rib. Yeah, because Chris, well, let, let, we're almost there. Re- Reggie and Tazawa, um, bro, did correct me if I'm wrong because I, I I really don't pay that much attention. Did Reggie used to have an accent? He did. He dropped. That's gone. The, the accent's yeah. gone now. Yeah. Okay, so he doesn't have the accent. He was a Somalier, French Somalier. Uh, oh, bro, you know what was so sad during this match, bro? You're going to crack up with this. Bro, <laughs> bro I start, this show starts here at 6 o'clock here. Mm-hmm. I'm recording it. I start watching my watch along at 7.30. Mm-hmm. So I'm fast-forwarding through to get caught up. Yeah. Bro, during this match, I'm caught up in real time. And, bro, I keep picking up my remote and hitting fast forward, and I'm so pissed off that I'm in real time now, bro. I'm like, you go, come on. I'm, bro, it's it's ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. But, bro, now, now we come to the – this is the biggest rib of the night. Yeah. Now, Chris, you have heard, I have heard the whole Nikki Ash thing was Nikki's idea. 
Yep. She presented this. She had this whole thing laid out. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chris. Now you have you you and I have watched enough fights in our life, bro. I don't care if if you're if you're a ten to one favored. Uh, I don't care what the odds are. When you interview somebody before a fight. They're not laughing and smiling and giggling. They're in the zone. Okay, when Muhammad Ali, you know, before he fought Joe Frazier, he was not telling jokes. When it's go time, they're in the zone. So now they've got Nikki laughing, smiling, giving the sappiest, it's inspirational promo bro that like you you just wanna vomit this is them doing what she wanted to do and they're now doing it bro so over the top that bro this would be okay if she were a heel but she's not doing this as a heel she's doing this as a baby face and we're already looking at this and listening to this and we're like oh bro please stop 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 but this is their way of this was your idea so now we're gonna do it but we're really gonna do it bro that's exactly what's going on here yeah that's what it seems like Agreed. Um, and then uh, at the end, uh, we get uh, Nikki and Charlotte. And Nikki wins uh, the contenders match, as uh, Vince pointed out. And uh, yeah, I mean, Orton's still on vacation, I believe. He's supposed to be coming back before SummerSlam. So uh, there's another one. Man, you know what? I'm going to get you one before <laughs> I'm going to throw one. I am uh, not. I I am not letting you get away with just going over these pretexts. Man, I'm trying. I'm trying, Vince. I I still think the girl walking through is the best one, but this is a close second. So, bro, it's like it's so they're so pathetic. So Rhea Ripley is watching the match while it's going on. Yeah, and when uh. Nikki is on top. Not only do we go in the back and see Rhea Ripley smiling and laughing, bro, but she's doing the hand. <laughs> bro, she's the, yeah. <laughs> like, bro, like, what the freak is wrong with you? What are we doing here? What are, who's, who's doing this? Who's, come on, bro. Can we stop? Can we stop this at some point? Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, he's plotting. I've got a big, I've got a big surprise for you at SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, okay. here's my one positive no- note. I'm going to show you right here, bro. This is this is my takeaway from the show. From the Charlotte's in the zone, bro. She, mm. She's in the zone. I mean, during this match, she is Charlotte. I'm giving her all the credit in the world, bro, because she is performing like there are 50,000 people and it's a hot crowd. Yeah. That's how she's performing. Yeah, and I respect her for that. I, I do too, bro, because she's she is in the zone. And I don't want to take away anything from Nikki either, I mean, at all. Yeah. But Charlotte, I mean, the, from the facials to she just really seems to be in the zone. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll give her that. Uh, I just, I'm never, I've never been big on to Charlotte, but uh, I, she, she, she knows how to work the crowd like her old man does. Yeah, you know yep, what I mean. And, yep, and so that's, yep. and that's something that I can respect that she is really focused on uh, to work in the crowd, and and that's how you get the heat. You know what I mean. And, and I like the fact that she's, uh, she's, she knows how to pull the heat out real quick, just like they were. Channing for Becky, I think last week or the week before, and then she was like, "Becky's at home, you know, uh, <clears throat> feeding her baby or nurse, you know, uh, breast uh, uh, breastfeeding or something like that." And I said, <clears throat> "I like that, like that." It, it wasn't, you know, you could tell it wasn't scripted, right? And so I was like, "Yeah, that that's a good that's a good comeback. I appreciate that. That's how you get heat by doing stuff like that." But bro, he, but here's the one thing I don't like on the other side of that. And I'm going to give a cheap plug here, but I'm, I'm doing it for a reason, bro. Guys, I just started, uh, I, I just rebranded, just opened up the Realm Network, R-E-L-M uh, Network.com, 30 one-by-one non-wrestling shows. And Chris, one of the shows I do, you know R.D. Reynolds, right? Mm-hmm. Me and RD do a, a Batman 1966 show where we go through every episode. But here's my point. I'm going to make a point here, bro. I can't stand this. I I can't stand the, um, I can't stand the Nikki crying when she's getting beat up. All I could think about, bro, is when, when Batgirl's throwing down with Joker and Penguin. You know, a legitimate super. She's not crying. Yeah. I, I never saw an episode of 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 a uh, Wonder Woman, Linda Carter crying. I you, she's supposed to be this superhero. Bro, it's okay to be hurt and to be selling, but on the verge of crying all the time. Again, bro, I think that's part of the rib. I think she's being instructed to do that, bro. Wow. Yeah. Well, it seems like the whole show is a big rib every single week <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that's certainly, about, it's that just about like sums it up, doesn't it, Chris? Yeah, it's <laughs> just about a big, big rib. rib. Yeah. Let them know about the brand, my man. Yeah, guys, I was just saying, uh, man, I I, I just um, rebranded uh, the Realm Network. I, I purchased it. It is mine, the Realm, R-E-L-M Network.com. If you guys are Stern fans, I know there's a lot of Stern fans listening. Uh, the Reverend Bob Levy and Shuli uh, do a show on the Realm Network.com. And they're both big wrestling fans, too, bro. They talk about wrestling a lot. But, yeah, guys, just check that out. Good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, one thing that's not a rib is another successful episode of the Legion of Raw. Look, man, you have to understand, <clears throat> this is this is my final thing that I have to say about tonight. You have to understand, Vince and I struggle to watch this show, okay? And so we stay out here. It's over an hour and 15 minutes, okay? We stay out over here past a show that we struggled to watch yeah to entertain you all you, you understand let me cut a promo over here for a second okay Go ahead, Chris. we are here to entertain you all fans because we love you all and we know that you all have is still even now active right now uh lots of fans still active we know that you enjoy every single week. We get it on Twitter all the time. We get it all over social media. How much you love 
the Legion of Raw. We get some of the best numbers of the week on all platforms because you guys enjoy us. We all don't like Raw, but we all are here together having fun. And because of that, we are going to leave on a positive note. Oh, okay. Is is is, is back? Are we going to read? Okay. Oh, 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 we got. Hold on, we got to get the drum roll. We got to get the drum roll first. Okay. Let's, let's leave on a positive. Let's leave on a positive. Okay. Get the drum roll. Drum roll, please. All right. Well, listen, listen. It is back, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Per the request of this Vince Russo, yes. because yes. we got to give the people what they want, brother. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. A little rusty at this. Let's see if we. Oh, very nice. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Uh. Yeah, brother. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did it for you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> On that note. He's Vince Russo. Bro, do you think when uh, Dana Brooke, uh, she's pregnant, right? You think when this child she uh, uh, delivers is five years old, you think the child is going to see the eh, 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 and look at a mother and say, what the heck? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> He's going to watch, uh, uh, he or she's going to watch, uh, 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 archived Legion of Raw episode. Like, what are those two goons doing? Oh, no, no. That's just something I used to do back in the WWE. <laughs> well, we hope you had a good time. We sure did. Have a good night, everybody. Uh, so long and farewell. Good night. Bye-bye.